Hey everybody, so be just real quick, this is one of my favorite speakers of all time, and I have gotten immense va value out of this speech that is going to go on in a second. But the speaker can also be very vulgar and inappropriate at times, so if that's not something you want to hear, feel free to skip. Otherwise, enjoy, and hopefully you get as much value out of it as I have. Rather die than not go to the gym. Okay, okay, so... The question he said is, he asked me earlier, he said, how do you have motivation to be consistent in the gym? Uh, and I said, I said, well, my, the way my brain works, like I would rather die than not go to the gym. Now, of course, I would hope that if I ever missed the gym, I would back away from that. You gotta be flexible. Yeah, of course. You, know, you gotta be flexible in life. But why, do, but why does my brain work like that? Well, it's interesting, that, that's actually a perspective a lot of people have. Like, Will Smith has uh, videos where he's like, he's like, you can be better than me in any way, but you will not beat me on a treadmill. He has some analogy like that. And the idea being that he'll run until he's dead. <laughs> he'll run until he's dead. And I think a lot of people that are successful use death as an analogy, not because they really want to die or because if they failed, they'd be like, oh my God, and they'd kill themselves, but rather because they don't leave, there, there's no other possibility. So when, so when someone says, I'd rather die, what it really just means is that there's a 0% chance. It's, it's like, would you let your kid get hit by a car? You, no, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? You're, you're not gonna let yourself do it. So um, what, I, what I have found, an, an example, is uh, if I miss the gym one time, right? And I'm not some super jack guy by, by any means, or I dropped a lot of weight to, to not be fat. <laughs> dropped about 70 pounds. Uh, but you know, I'm not, try, I'm not trying to be like the Incredible Hulk or anything, because that's just not my focus, right? I have other, other focuses. But basically, why will I be consistent in the gym is because I have found that if I miss one day, I'll miss every day. I've been dieting for almost two years, trying to get down to 7% body fat. Used to weigh uh, 205 pounds. So body fat percentage is at 6.4%. Wow. Congratulations, Thanks. that's awesome. Done. So I'm like a scrawny dude now, probably time to put on a little more muscle. Probably the next year I'm gonna try to put on you know, maybe 10 pounds of muscle. Because there is never a convenient time for me to go to the gym. It is 100% inconvenient. It is 100% something that I don't have time to do. There's never a time that I have time to go. When the fuck would I have time to go to the fucking gym? When the fuck do I have time to do anything? I got, I got time to do anything. So, you know, maybe like the vacation time I carved out. So if I don't have that, if I don't have that mind state that there's no other choice but then to go, I'm gonna miss one day and whatever set of rationalizations that I have of the certain circumstances that exist today that were stop me from going, they're gonna be there every, literally every single day. There'll never be a day I want to go that, that, I, that it's convenient to go or that I just have an extra hour of energy burning inside me to go, bur to, go, to go do that. So once I've made the decision to go, I'm going to stick to that decision. Why? Because if I fail in that decision, I will fail at my larger scale goals. This is a fascinating thing I've seen for years. Every, everyone I know who works a shitty job, uh, not everyone, most people that I know who work a shitty job don't try very hard at their shitty job. This is very, very common. They don't try very hard at their shitty job. And the rationalization is, well, you know, my, my boss is a piece of shit, or the customers are dicks, or this is just not my calling, so I don't have the motivation to work hard at this job. But everything is practice for the big show. Everything's preparing you for the big show. So for example, let's say that, let's say that I were to say to you guys, um, let's say I, I wanted to do a self-development company that did $20 million a year in revenue right now, or let's say it did $100 million in revenues right now. If I were to ask you guys, do you think that I could manage a company like that? 
Uh, what would your thoughts be? Do you think I could do it or do you think I couldn't? Mm. Well, do you think that I could manage a team and do it or no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Because if I could, I'd already have it. But see, it's interesting because a lot of guys like, like myself, it's very interesting in self-development and, and especially in learning uh, success with women. What you learn is that no one's cut from a different cloth. So you learn, um, you learn, uh, you learn that um, what one man can do, another man can do. And that anyone can learn success with women. You re you, if you hang around with me long enough, you're definitely going to realize I'm a pretty regular guy. And that anything, you, you look, this guy's a fucking dork. You know, he's like some nerdy little dork guy, just regular guy that does all the regular shit regular people do. So then the question is, what's the difference between, between myself and somebody else? Well, the only difference between me and somebody else is that I went out a lot. So I gained more reference experiences. So therefore, I'm, I'm better at it. I have better results. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Although we're not cut from a different cloth, the fact that I mastered consistency is the difference. And most people will never do that. They don't, uh, they don't have the ability to be consistent. So actually, in some ways, it's kind of interesting. Most people think that the people that are at a very high level in society are cut from a different cloth. They think that they're, they're, they're literally a different breed than them and that, they're, and that they can't get those things. So that's kind of interesting, right? And uh, it's always kind of a shocker to, to have the, uh, the, the myth of that person burst. You know, say that you were to hang out with Bill Gates for a week, and then you realize this guy's a completely regular guy. Holy shit, he's just like me. But the thing is, in some ways, it's, al it's almost worse <laughs> in some ways, because learning how to cultivate that motivation to stick at some menial task day in and day out, <laughs> it's actually fucking harder than you think. Because your brain will trick you. You are your own worst enemy. For example, I go out almost every single night. Why do I go out almost every single night? Well, see, I go out almost every single night because I run a company that's related to teaching success with women. There's different ways that I can be successful in my company. One way is I could do affiliate, a lot of affiliate marketing. I could spend my days mastering affiliate marketing. And then I could spend my days uh, sending out press kits to different press people and I could do a TV show. And I get a lot of offers for that. Uh, I could, and I could do uh, little media pieces. You know, I could, I could go onto a, onto uh, Dr. Phil or something and you know, t teach Dr. Phil about why you shouldn't supplicate to women or something. <laughs> Be kind of cool. You know, I could do something like that. A lot of guys want to do that. I think that's great. Uh, but I made a choice that I thought I would be successful in RSD by making the best product that I could and going off word of mouth. So see, most of you guys that are here right now, you're probably here off some type of word of mouth or product quality. A lot of you guys would have found out about us from the book The Game by Neil Strauss and thought I was a fucking dickhead. And then you saw the product quality and then you went, well, he's a dick, but you know, some of these ideas are okay, so I'll keep looking at them. And then you keep looking and then eventually like, okay, actually maybe it's decent. And then eventually you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm actually coming to that program. That's what a lot, I hear that on, on boot camp every weekend. There's like, I cannot believe I'm here. <laughs> I never, if you would have told me a year ago I'd be on this program, I never would have believed it. I get a lot of that. So I chose to grow RSC based on product quality and word of mouth, primarily, primarily from product quality word of mouth, which is pretty crazy, right? It's, it's pretty crazy that we did it like that. It's pretty hard to become a market leader and yet do that off product quality and word of mouth because normally you can't become a, a market leader off product quality and word of mouth. But we did it like that. So, um, Basically, what I do is I spend my time going out because when I go out a lot, then I do better public speaking. I do better in-field demonstration. I do better in-field hidden camera video, which creates a great hot seat. Did you guys like my hidden camera footage? Well, I didn't get that by going out once a week. 
That's because I go out every fucking day, I can do that shit. Uh, you know, so I, so I made that choice, right? So once I've made a choice that it's in my best interest to go out every night, I'm gonna do it. Does that mean that all you guys have to go out every night? Fuck no, you don't gotta go out every night. <laughs> this is, I'm doing some hardcore shit here. You could go out two nights a week, you could maybe get decent results. Three nights a week, you could do better. Four nights a week, you could do better. I go out about seven. <laughs> I go out about seven. So when I get off an airplane from Atlanta and I arrive back in Los Angeles at 1.30 in the morning, instead of going home to my family, <laughs> I run out to the motherfucking nightclub and try to open a couple of girls as they, as they stammer out the fucking club. <laughs> and I'm tired, man. I'm tired and I don't wanna do it. And I got a million reasons not to do it. But what I do is I make the choice that I say, if I can't make myself go do this, how am I gonna live my dreams? Yeah, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this, I could do that. Homie, if you can't get off your fucking lazy ass and go say hi to a girl, because you got off a plane from Atlanta, then how the fuck are you gonna do this other shit? You're not gonna do shit, homie. Blah, 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 blah. You're gonna talk a lot of shit, you're not gonna do shit. If you can't make yourself go to the fucking gym and carve out that time, how are you gonna, do, how are you gonna live your fucking dreams? You're not gonna do it. If you're working at McDonald's and you can't do a fucking kick-ass job at McDonald's while you're there to practice learning how to enjoy the process of doing work and contributing value to society, what makes you think that when you get, you become the, pr the fucking CEO of fucking Walmart, magically, that you're gonna, do a, you're gonna do a good job at that? You're not. So a work ethic is something that is cultivated over time. And the hardest part of it is that you are your own worst enemy because you can always stop. You never, you never have to work hard. You never have to do shit. Doesn't it usually take 30 days to get a, get a habit going? Mm -hmm. Stick with it 30 yeah. days minimum? Yeah, it takes about 30 days and then your brain rewires itself to accept the new habit. So whenever I'm thinking of not doing something, I realize that, that if I wanna strategically not do something anymore, like I wanna make a big picture decision, I'm no longer doing that, that's fine. And if I'm really run down for whatever reason and it's an exception to the rule, then maybe I, I, I could not do something. But, it, but assuming that it's just the typical I'm too busy bullshit, I'm gonna carve out that time because I know that if I fail to do that, that I am not instilling those habits that's gonna, ha that's gonna have a big picture, long-term goal. Because dudes, talent is overrated, homie. Talent is, ain't shit, okay? I'm from LA now. You think I see a lot of talent there? A lot of unfound talent? Dude, I go to classes. I go to classes that I take. I take all sorts of different classes to get good at my craft. I take different classes. For example, like improv class or things like that. I see guys in there that are fucking so talented, they make me and Jeff look like fucking clowns. All right, maybe you already think me and Jeff are clowns, but <laughs> you probably do. But uh, seriously, they make, they make guys like me or Jeff, like th these, these guys can go up in front of an audience and do public speaking, like crack public speakers. Better than I can do because I wasn't born with this as a talent, I cultivated it. Whereas they're born with it. I see the, these are people that can make themselves cry and command. They can do acting performances that, that, that would send you to tears and shit, or may send you into laughter, or whatever it is. And these people are undiscovered, and they, and they work as a waiter job, making you know, 10 bucks an hour or something like that. They're undiscovered, they got all this talent. I know guys that can write shit that you wouldn't believe. Like, their writing is incredible, right? You guys think I'm a good writer? Do you guys like my writing? Dude, my writing ain't shit, son. I'm some little fucking dude. Like that, right? I know guys that can write so amazing. It, it, it's like, I look at it, I, I'm, I'm just envious. I'm humbled. Because <laughs> they're so talented. 
and uh, yet they don't execute. Their execution is off. They never take the time to do the little things that they need to do to build themselves up past a certain point. And, and, and they want to get put on. They think some motherfucker is going to put them on. You're not going to get put on, homie. No one's going to put you on. You know what I'm saying, right? Like I could, I could walk around being like, yo, I don't need to do like, I, yo, I don't like, hey, I put out a free tour video every week or every two weeks. Maybe it gets seen by like, you know, 10,000 people initially and like, you know, 30,000 people eventually. Man, fuck that shit, homie. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna wait, dude, I'm talented, man. I'm gonna do reality TV. I'm gonna get seen by 3 million people. I get put on. I get put on, baby. <laughs> like all that shit, right? And then, uh, and then I can just lay back. Yeah, I got put on, yeah, right? Because I'm the shit. Right? No, 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 no. If you've got a talent and you've got a gift, right? If, you, if, if you've been blessed by God to have any gift and, and you want to fucking do respect to that gift by cultivating it, then you make a decision to cultivate it. And you make a decision to do what you need to do to push that out there, whatever that is, right? To bring it to the forefront. And so uh, you have to, and those little things, those little menial tasks that add up, you have to execute them. And when your brain tells you that you got a great reason today not to do it, and you want to listen to your brain, because your brain doesn't want you to be a big success. Your brain just wants to keep you alive. Your brain doesn't give a fuck about your little bullshit dreams. All your brain wants you to do is just pump out one or two kids so the DNA can continue on. That's it. Your brain doesn't give a fuck about your little dreams. It's going to lie to you. It's going to trick you until you can get it on your team. Right? So it's going to lie and trick you. You got to just be consistent. You got to have that consistent thing. And you got to cultivate a love for the process. You got to love the process. And you got to make a decision to love the process. So you guys see me doing free tour. You guys enjoy the, enjoy the free tour stuff? Who do you think has the most fun at a free tour? You. I have the most fun. Who do you guys think has the most fun on a boot camp? You, you would think that the guy taking the boot camp would be having the most fun, right? Because he's, 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 he's fucking, uh, I'm working. I'm the one working and he's the one getting a kick-ass boot camp. I have the most fun on the boot camp. On a hot seat even. And that's a brutal program to teach, man. That's a brutal program to teach. Because you guys, when you guys do the hot seat, you just come to the hot seat that one time. Imagine it's you who's doing the pickup and you just see it every week. That's a fucking brutal program. Especially when you just come off boot camp the night before. You've been up till 7 a.m. You get up at like 11 to go do a fucking hot seat. You gotta try to look friendly. <laughs> You're mad at life because you're so tired. <laughs> you're like, fuck it, fuck this, right? You're gonna go do it. You wake up, but I'm gonna make that fun. And how am I gonna make it fun? I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna challenge myself to create new seminar bits every single hot seat. I'm gonna challenge myself to make new seminar bits every free tour. I'm gonna challenge myself to laugh. I'm gonna challenge myself to have a fucking kick-ass time. I'm gonna challenge myself to be in the moment, to use that as like an active meditation to become present. I'm gonna challenge myself to draw state from within myself. I'm gonna challenge myself to have a, have a love for small tasks. I even love to get here early and rearrange the chairs. You know what I'm saying? I'm not rolling in here like, garçon, rearrange the chair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I come here, fucking do the, do the chairs myself. I teach a boot camp myself. I love it, dude. I love that shit. Because I've trained myself to love the menial little tasks. This is really big, right? And what I've also trained myself to do is to, um, to self-punish when I fail to execute. So I do a lot of self-punishment. So for example, in Success With Women, if I see a really beautiful girl and I leer at her, you guys ever do that? You ever see a beautiful girl, you leer at her? Right? You're staring at her little fucking ass and shit. Like, like that, right? And then she sees you leering at her and now if you approach her, you're like, hey, I'm the fucking pervert that leered at your ass. You wanna fuck me? 
Is that going to work? Not going to work, right? But if I'm going to be a leering pervert, I'll punish myself by going up and I'll fucking open. I'll open. I'll be like, hey, hey I'm Owen. She's like, <laughs> what's up? I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'll fucking do that shit to punish myself. If, I'm, if I don't make it to the gym, say after boot camp, say I got boot camp in the day, right? And I could go to the gym in the day. Yeah, I'm fucking destroyed, tired, but I could have gone. What's stopping me? Oh, wah, wah, boot camp. Wah, 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 wah. Poor me in my little first world. I live in the first world and I couldn't go to the gym, right? I lived in the third world before, so I've seen the fucking real world. And uh, you live in this fucking country, you don't have a problem, man. <laughs> you don't got a problem. So, so if I miss the gym, what I'll do is I'll go to the gym even after boot camp. Now, if you're underslept, is that a net gain for your body if you go to the gym after, after, uh, boot camp, after you're up till fucking 6 a.m., 7 a.m.? No, because you got so much cortisol pumping through your system from not sleeping, going and lifting weights probably fuck your body up. But see, the next day, when I'm all f even more fucked up and destroyed, and I got a headache because I stayed up an extra hour and a half even, and I got a headache all day, and that shit sucks, you think I'm gonna skip the gym next time? Fuck no, I'm gonna skip the fucking gym, right? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like shit, that shit fucking sucked, right? So I'm, I'm scared of myself. I'm scared of my own self-punishments. So I'm like, I'm thinking of skipping the gym. I'm like, I'm scared because <laughs> I know I'm going to make myself go later. Fuck it, I'm going now and I'll go. Right? Another big thing too is that you have to align every part of yourself towards the goal. Human beings, we have multiple different personalities. So uh, we have the higher self, right? So like our higher self is like, I, wanna, I want my life to offer value to the world. I want to contribute something. I want to be a better person. I want to embody something that has meaning. That's like your higher self, right? Your higher self is not petty. Your higher self, someone could insult you and you're like, you know, that's just their level of consciousness. It's okay. <laughs> I can be the space to just let that absorb, let them get that out of their system and just move on. Then you have like, you know, like your middle level desires. Like, you know, I want to have security, right? I want to just like have security for me or my future family or in my case, my existing family. Uh, you know, things like that. And then you have your lower desires. And your lower desires are like, you want to be like a guy in a rap video. You want to make it rain. You know, you want to make that shit. You want to make, fucking make it rain. You want to be the boss. You want to fucking destroy anyone that ever fucking doubted you to prove them wrong. You like shit like that. You want to have a fucking fat crib or like some shit like that, you know. You want to have a, you want to have a, a toilet seat that's heated that heats your ass or something. Some dumb shit. Whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. You know, whatever, whatever you want. So the thing is, is that uh, you have like the petty desires, right? And you want to get all of those lined up. So you want to see how your behavior, right? Say you're trying to like do whatever it is you're trying to do. You want to see how your behavior is leading you towards one, a journey that leads you towards a better state of consciousness, a journey that offers value to the world, things like that. You also want to show how it can, you know, secure your life in, in a healthy, normal way that anyone should want, right? I'm not, I, I don't buy that fucking, I don't, I don't fucking buy that like Eastern philosophy shit, like live in a cave. All that matters is your state of mind. No, homie, I'm not living in a fucking cave, okay? Anyone want to live in a cave? I don't even want to know. You know what I'm saying? I don't even fucking care. We're alive, right? This is life, baby. We're alive right now. We're here. Don't, you don't got to live in a cave, okay? We're alive. Uh, likewise, um, you know, I have those petty desires, right? Say someone was like, he can't do it. That guy can't do that. He's, he's limited. He, you know, he can't do that because... Uh, he's not smart enough. He can't do that because he's a balding, ginger, pasty little fuck. He can't do that because his, uh, his voice isn't fucking deep like Barry White or Manilow or one of those fuckers. Uh, you know, he can't do that because he's not talented enough. Like, you know, shit like that, right? I go, cool. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Watch. Watch me. You want to watch me? Watch me do shit. 
I'll go and I'll do it, right? But see, the truth is, is that my higher self doesn't give a fuck about that. My higher self doesn't give a fuck what, any, what anyone's gonna say. But the reality is that we all fluctuate between different personality styles. When I'm really tired, I'm usually a bitter little man, like right now. <laughs> I'm like two hours sleep, I'm like, fuck yeah, show them, fuck yeah, that seems appealing. But if you see me on like a full day of sleep, very happy, You'd be like, do you care about showing anyone shit? I'd be like, no, why the fuck would I care about that? You know? So we go in different, we go in like different levels, right? But the point is that we have to acknowledge that we have those different levels. And then we want to, we want to angle everything in going in our favor so that all of those behaviors that we have are lining us up, or all those desires that we have are lining us up towards the goal. All of them are lined up towards the goal. I think that overall, life is a journey. And that uh, yeah, who here's ever read the Bhagavad Gita? Anyone ever read that? That's that old Hindu text. Is it a Hindu text? One of some fucking Eastern text. <laughs> okay, so that book, uh, the idea of it is that, is that um, there's this guy, his name is Arjuna or something like that. And, uh, you know, you could learn about this from better people than me. You know, I read it a while back. But basically, he has to go fight a war. So he's going to go and he's going to go fight in a war. And he has to, actually has to fight in a war against his family. And so it's this really, like, really big values conflict for him. And... Uh, you know, God comes to him, which is uh, Krishna. So if you've ever been harassed by a hairy Krishna, you can thank this book. <laughs> uh, and basically he says um, there's two different paths to enlightenment. He says that one path is through contemplation and that one path is through action. And for some people that path is through contemplation and for some people that path is through action. Well, for a young man, like guys mostly in our age here, what do you guys think the path is? Action. Yeah, you guys think the path is to go in a cave? You think that's as a young dude who's here on this earth, like, like that's your path? Like, yeah, let's go in the cave. Sweet, right? Like, go in the fucking cave, yo. Right, that's not gonna do shit. If any, now, what's gonna happen if you go in the cave, let me tell you what's gonna happen. If you value your state of consciousness, your state of mind, okay, maybe easier, more palatable term, less new agey. If you value your state of mind, action is the key. Action with a foundation in concepts of inner game and in inner understanding and in, in being introspective and to understand and to have a context for where that action is taking you. Because when people are not taking action, they are, their, their way of navigating reality becomes too stuck in their head and they get all these little principles and values and ideas that they think of how things should be that are not based in reality. Take communism. Is communism in theory bad? Communism in theory is fucking awesome. How kick ass would that be? Brotherly love, baby, right? You're just fucking communist. Like everyone's like, yeah, everyone we love each other, right? Everyone gets paid the same shit, like just like, you know, so you don't gotta work sometimes, or like, you know, whatever it is, right? Communism is fucking awesome in theory. <laughs> what is communism in practice? It's the dumbest shit ever invented, ruined the lives of millions of people. Imagine you grew up in that shit. Think about that. Motherfuckers grew up in that shit. Your whole life, you're stuck in some bullshit. Some factory that produces like two left boots or some shit because it's not efficient. Because some motherfucker thought it'd be just great if the world was like this. Okay, now of course there's a, there's a larger historical context to that, okay? So there's a larger historical context to communism, why that might have made more sense to them at the time. But uh, that's an example of something that's not based in reality. That's based in an idea up in your head. Well, it's the same thing with uh, business owners, right? Like business owners, if they're not taking action, you'll see them fall off their business because they're like, you know, I just, I just think, and, and, and that's the case, I just think, right? Like, I just think that, 
You know, I just think that people, pe people got to stand for something. And, you know, this is just how it should be. This is how it should be, right? It's like, it's like you know, like some like little bookstore or something. They're like, me. I just think that people value a corner bookstore, right? And as everyone leaves, they're like, well, I just think this, right? It's not based in reality. It's based on some idea up in their head. So what's interesting about taking action is you keep getting hammered, right? You keep getting hammered over and over because you keep bumping into walls. So you have some journey that you're trying to take. Say you're trying to get good with girls. Say you're trying to run a business. Say you're creating a philanthropy. Say you're trying to cultivate a skill or a talent. Whatever it is, right? Trying to contribute something, anything. Whatever your journey is. You're, you're in your journey and you're gonna keep hitting into these walls. You keep hitting these little walls. And in order to, serve, in order to pass that wall, you will have to become more grounded in reality than you were. You will have to understand reality better than you previously did. And to do that, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to shift your paradigm. You're gonna, have to see the, you're gonna have to take a lens through which you were seeing the world that got you to where you were at. And you're gonna have to switch it around. And then you're gonna continue. And by doing this, you're, you're peeling away the layers of delusion about how the world works and becoming closer and closer to an accurate sense of reality, which of course you'll never get a fully accurate sense, but you're getting closer and closer. And, and, and what's interesting is that as you go through pain, different petty and low level thinking type paradigms are stripped away from you. So uh, for example, take me with, with my journey in RSD. Well, when I started, a lot of me probably just thought I'd look really, really cool. <laughs> You know, I could look really, really cool in the pickup lair if uh, I taught a boot camp or some shit like that, right? Well, then, of course, you know, if you teach pickup, you're, you're like some fringe society member. You're not going to look really, really cool. You're going to look like a fucking weirdo if you're, if you're teaching the job that I teach. So you guys probably never think of that, right? If you guys go, you know, you go meet some girlfriend's parents, they're like, what do you do? You know, I, you know, I work as an engineer or something, right? People are like, what do you do? I'm like, <laughs> well, we want to know what I was doing last night. Oh, yeah, right? Like a little weird, right? So uh, if, if, you know, if my paradigm is I'm going to look really, really cool, nah, dude, I'm going to look like a fucking tool. <laughs> you know, I look really, really cool to a few people that like RSD, but to the most people that don't like RSD or think it's fucking weird, look like a tool. So I'm going to have to go into a different paradigm of losing the need for seeking approval. Does that mean that I've completely lost my need to seek approval? Fuck no. You could find, you know, uh, hypocrisy in my statements if you, if you look deep enough, for sure. But I've had to lose a lot of it. There's no question. So forces into another paradigm. Then you take something like even, even what I've done with RSD where I work all the time. Someone might start a business because they want to make a lot of money. But of course, if you make a lot of money and you work all the time, what's the point of having the money? There's no point. What the fuck am I going to do with money? Like, no, really. What the fuck would I do with money? What would I do? What would I do? Yeah, like a make it rain, dude. Like, yeah, I go to the club, like, make it rain, bitch. Like, what the fuck would I do with more money? I got, what am I gonna do? All, all I do, what, I mean, on my boot camp, I'm gonna get a, when I, when I rush to get a fucking, to Subway to get my spinach steak salad in the three seconds that I have to eat in between hot seat and boot camp, I'm gonna get triple steak, bitch. Yeah, because I can afford whatever amount of steak I want on my Subway salad. <laughs> what am I gonna do with it? You know what I'm saying, right? I got nothing to do with it. Because if I want to take RSD to a certain level and my self-development stuff to a certain level, I have to hustle, right? So my paradigm has to change from me getting titillated by getting stuff to me being titillated by the person that I can become in the process of doing that and embodying those characteristics and representing those characteristics. I have to change to a paradigm where I enjoy the creativity itself. I get to a paradigm where, where my love is for the level of creativity and the level of like, like kind of like how streamlined I can make what I'm doing. 
I have, that's where the love comes from, right? So like my world is kind of interesting because most people when they get time off, they're like, it's the weekend, bitch, right? Like they want to go like fucking drink or some shit, you know, talk with their friends or do a barbecue or something or watch a, a, a baseball game or something, which great for them, right? That's cool. But in my paradigm of the world, uh, for me taking a break is to let my brain neurotransmitters recharge for a couple days so I can come back strong. What happens to me is like I'll do so, mu so much stuff, my voice will go out like it is right now because I do too many events in a row. But as I'm doing all those events in a row, I'm getting better, which I love. But you know, my voice starts to go out or I get tired. Like you know, I did too many events in a row right now, so I'm kind of like tired, right? And then I feel the pain of not being at my best. And that pains me. It's like, oh, it's like a fucking dagger to me. You know, like I did boot camp this weekend, right? Guys come fly all the way in to like come and see me from different countries and stuff. And they want to see like amazing shit. And like my voice out and I'm tired. But I want to rock it, dude. I want to kill. So. I want to fucking kill so bad, like that's my love, you know what I mean? That's my love is to like fucking kill for the students and then to suck them into it. Like remember, like when we did it this weekend, right? When you see me killing, how does that affect your performance? Makes it better. Yeah, it just like pulls you up, right? It's like amazing. So that's, that's what I love, dude. Like I love that. Like I could start crying just even talking about it. You know, I love that. So like I don't give a fuck about having time off or about like getting titillated. I want to fucking kill. You understand what I'm saying? I want to kill. So. You know, it's like the, the goal at the end of the journey, that's just a thing to give you a direction. But actually, it, it, what it does, it changes your state of mind. You get to inhabit a different state of mind. And so when I see other people that are getting pissed off about petty shit, I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, someone's like, you know, this person doesn't respect me. I'm like, man, do you know how many people don't respect me? <laughs> do you even get it? Who the fuck are you talking to? You know, right? And like, it's shocking. It's shocking to me. I see people getting mad, like, you know, I. I went and did this and it didn't produce a result that I wanted right now. And I'm like, do you know what shit I do that doesn't produce a result I want right now, you know? I don't care because, I, because I'm, in it, I'm in it for the long haul. So I love the, I love the journey. The journey is, what's gonna, is what grounds you to reality. The journey is what helps you become present to the moment. Journey help, it makes you surrender because the journey fucking kill you. <laughs> the journey is gonna take the person you are and it's gonna kill it. And then it's gonna make you have to transform. And then you're gonna eventually have to kill that thing and transform into some other thing. You're gonna have to kill that thing and transform into some other thing. It's so very, very powerful when you decide to play at a high level for your state of mind. It's a love, man. It's my love, dude. Because I've had it. I've, whatever you want, I've had it, right? I've eaten in almost every nice restaurant in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Almost every fucking five-star restaurant. Probably not. It's probably a huge exaggeration. But it damn well feels like I was fat. You guys see me in the show Transformations? That was fucking a lot of fucking fine-ass five-star dinners in there, baby. That was a nice five-star tummy. That was a 41-inch fucking, five, that was like the remnants of a lot of five-star fucking, fucking foie gras. You know what I'm saying, right? That was a lot of that shit. I traveled everywhere. I've stayed in every like fucking nice hotel because my business partner, Nick, like collects Starwood points. <laughs> so he's fucking staying everywhere. I've been fucking banging chicks for a long time. So I've been, I think I've been with every type of girl that, that I'd want to be with, although you never know, okay? I'm going to keep trying. You never know. I've, I've had great friends and shit. Like, like, what, like what's left? Right? What's left for me? I'm overstimulated. I'm like the druggie that like got, I took shrooms, I took hash. What do I want? I need more heroin. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing left, right? There's nothing left. So see, a lot of people, when they get success, when they get material success, they become jaded and depressed. They get very jaded and depressed because they're numb. They're numb to everything. There's nothing left. So then you change paradigms 
and you find, and the love comes in the creativity. The love comes like from that like flow state that you get. The love comes from the state of mind that you inhabit. The love comes from that, from a sharper perception of reality, from a, from a greater, broader, and 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 sort of different type of experience. Experience with depth and experience with context. And so, uh, this is my passion. This is this is my love. This is why I wake up when I wake up in the morning. That's what that's what's waking me up. Mm. You said you're in transformations. You wait a lot. Mm-hmm. When you were getting positive results from the weight that you were in, did mm-hmm. that motivate you to stay at that weight? Oh yeah. Getting that positive yeah, result? because because when you because when you're getting laid all the time, and you're fat, you think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to go ahead. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to go ahead and put you down or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, did that motivate you to stay at that weight because you were getting positive? It just it makes you oblivious because that's the thing. You're you're oblivious. You don't even think you're fat. You think you look good. I thought I looked good, dude. I thought I looked awesome. Dude, I had this amazing hair. I thought. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, anyway, so, so the question though is about motivation, right? That's, that's the question you had. The question is motivation. So motivation is an art. Motivation is an art, right? And to get the motivation to play at that level with the big boys, you go deep. Are you getting that sense? You go deep. Now when you're hearing all the stuff I'm saying, did I come up with that overnight? No, that's from decades of motivation. And I could talk longer. <laughs> I could talk all day about where it comes from. I could talk about God. I could talk about uh, my belief about the world, where I think the world is going. I could talk about the fact I have an internal locus of control and believe that I can create the circumstances that I want. And I don't believe that the world has to be fucked up. I don't believe that, 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 I, can, that I have no effect. You know what I'm saying, right? I could talk about... Um, Everything from like just smaller context to larger context. And these are all things that have crossed my mind from years and years and years of having to do bullshit little menial fucking tasks, from having to take huge risks, from having to be fucking broke and suffer, from having to be humiliated. You know what I'm saying, right? And, and just through being fucking beaten in the fucking ground because no one wants you to succeed, right? Only your mom. And even your mom doesn't want you to succeed because she's afraid you're not going to call her back. So you don't even give a fuck. No one wants you to succeed, homie. <coughs> nobody. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. No one's gonna, and no one's going to do it but you. Nobody, dude. No one's going to do it but you. And how, you're, how old are you? 24. You're a 24-year-old man. So you got no sympathy. Right? Remember when you're a kid, like, you know, you cry a little bit. People are like, oh, you know, help them out, right? You're a grown man, dude. You go get killed in war and shit now, and no one say shit. Right? If you were like some kid got killed in war, people would be sad, right? If you're a woman, you got killed in war, potentially people could be sad, although that's, you know, that's changing. No one gives a fuck, dude. 24-year-old goes and gets killed. You're a grown-ass man. No one gives a fuck. So if you have a dream, if you have a dream, okay, and it's worth it to you because you're someone who's inspired by that dream, then in that case, you can choose to go to that level and find your own motivations. These are mine, right? So, remember, so I don't teach motivation. You know what I'm saying? I, you just ask a question, though, where, where does my motivation come from? I'm not here to teach motivation because if I want to teach motivation, I have to learn the head of the, the headspace of the masses and get in the headspace of the masses. And I also don't think that everyone should be motivated. I think, I think that society needs a range of different personality types. So if you, you know, if you're happy the way you are, you hear this shit, you're like, what the fuck, right? You know what I'm saying? That's intense, dude. What the fuck is this shit? Then you don't need to go to that level. But when you, uh, when you decide to go to a high level, if you make that decision and you bur- they call it burn the boats. You ever heard that expression? So it's self-help one. They say, they say that, you know, take like uh, the, the Iliad of Homer, right? Where like, you know, the, uh, the, the Greeks go to invade Troy 
Well, one of the first things they want to do is they want to burn the boats so that the only way that those soldiers can survive is if they storm into Troy and get the materials that they need to, to, to plunder it and then build the boats to go back home. So now, so now you're playing to win, not to not lose. Because if you leave the boats there, you could always leave, so you're not going to take the risks. But if you burn the boats, you're, gonna, you're fucking going to win or you're going to die, right? So I burned, the, I burned the boats many years ago. I burned the boats like a motherfucker. Because if I were to stop what I'm doing now, I've still got all this dumb fucking idiotic video shit sitting everywhere, and I'm going to have people coming up to me going, whatever happened to this? And I'm like, uh, I just wanted to sell cars. Uh, is that weird? You know what I'm saying, right? But, but I burned the boats in much, much deeper ways than that. I, dude, I graduated from a great school. I could have been climbing the corporate ladder all this time, but I chose to be some fringe uh, teacher guy, right? And to see where I could go with it. I chose to invest my time and my energies into, into dreaming big. And uh, I could fuck it up, you know? I could just kind of stagnate and it could, we could, it could just kind of stay here. But you could see in the next 20, 30 years some crazy fucking shit happens, right? And I've laid a foundation for that. I've laid a foundation where if I'm lucky, that could happen. I've made it so that if I get lucky, I could seize it. I still gotta get a little lucky, but funny, I've gotten lucky quite a few times. So maybe it could happen, right? Maybe it could happen. And uh, I think when you have a positive intention, it's more likely to happen too. When you want not just for yourself, but for others, it's more likely to happen too. But if you are cursed with inspiration, you know what I'm saying, right? Because people who got no inspiration, that's a blessing. Because they can just fucking sit around whacking off and fucking doing shit all, and they can be happy like that. Right? I'm kind of exaggerating because you could make a lot of counter arguments for that too. You could say those people are not truly happy, but if you're, the joke that I would say is that if you're cursed with inspiration to go high on something, if that's a curse that you have, first I'm sorry, <laughs> okay? But there are other people out there that, that, that have it too and we can support each other. And uh, you can find that motivation to go to a higher level, but you, got, you go deeper and deeper as time goes on and you, you, uh, you burn the boats more and more and you, and you become, you become something that you become almost like unidentified with what you're doing because you realize that this is kind of a weird statement, but that you realize that you is not even you. What you think is you is not even you. So it's a very weird statement that's hard to understand. Your self-image is not really you. You realize that you're basically just like this little fucking wave on the top of an ocean that will dissipate. You're just here for this brief moment in time. And you have that desire for something to flow out of you. You just have a desire. And that, that desire for something to flow out of you is stronger than anything. Um, then uh, uh, your, li you know, your life changes in profound ways. But it's, you know, it's, it's something that, that can be accomplished you know, if, you, if, you want, if you want. If you want to go to that level. So th there's no price too great for me. There's, there's nothing too great. I would die for, for my dreams. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to risk it. Uh, there's, there's nothing too great. There's no amount that I'm, that I'm not willing to go. I don't, I don't relate to other people that don't have that. So if you're, if you're fucking the joke being that if you're cursed with that, then there's a few people that are too. And you can go far if you want. You can accomplish anything you want, man, if you're willing to do it, right? But again, you'll realize that what you think you are is not what you are. You become something else. You, be, you literally become something else. If you want to be someone who, who's tireless, you cannot be tired down. You, you'll become something else. So you don't have the, those limitations that a normal human being has. You don't have that because you've bec you become something else. You've become something that embodies certain things that, that you're trying to move forward. And you'll go to any length. And you, so you're not going to get tired. Because at that point, you have God on your side. That's not even you anymore, dude. That's, a deeper, that's some fucking deeper level shit. You know what I'm saying? But again, that's some weird shit for most people. I, wouldn't, I don't talk about that publicly. It's too fucking weird. It, it sounds insane. Because to a normal person, it's completely unrelatable. It sounds insane. So, you know, but, but to someone who is on that inspired path, that shit will make a lot of sense. That resonates real deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll move off the motivation topic now. Yeah. You talk about um, luck. Is that to keep yourself humble? 
uh, knowing that you have such great aspirations? Mm. Is that like something you do, or is it truly true? No, you got lucky. Uh, every, every success is always a combination of preparation and luck. But, but everyone gets lucky opportunities. So when you have lucky opportunities, you'll seize it. You know what I'm saying? I had tons of luck. Most of, half of my success is based in luck. But see, what, but what's funny is that what you would call, here, here's what's funny, shit that most people will call unlucky is what I call lucky. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like shit that fucked me over, <laughs> most people call that unlucky. But that's actually lucky. Because think of it like a seed, if you put a seed on, like some farmers, if they have a seed and they want it to grow strong, when the seed sprouts, they'll put even more soil on it. So it's forced to summon more energy to go up higher. So, so that seed might say, oh, there's more soil dumped on me, that's unlucky. But actually that's lucky. So, you know, and then there's also positive luck. Like, I've met a lot of really amazing people that help me. But isn't it funny that when you're an inspired person, people want to help you? I'm not coming to people like, hey man, my name is Owen, and I just really want to learn this so bad because it would really help me. Could you help me? You know what I'm saying, right? I'm not, I'm not like that. It's like there's a greater purpose. And people are like, and people are like yo, if I, like that dude looks le like fucking legit in terms of being an inspired motherfucker. So if, so if they, so in their sense, they feel like if they come help me, that whatever energy that they put into me, that's gonna translate out into bigger things. So people are more likely to help me. On the other hand, people are more likely to also think I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> so it depends, right? Like it's, it's a mix. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's half luck, half, half uh, work ethic. And it's those small little tasks. Dude. Like, y'all, if you can't even make it to the gym, what, the f what, are, you, what are you doing? You know? What, are you, what the fuck are you doing? You, you, know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's the little things that add up. This isn't like some big rah-rah speech, right? Success is like a quiet daily set of tasks. Real small. Real, real small. Right? Like, it's like people, like, like you, ever, you guys ever seen like, like that Al Pacino speech in every, any given Sunday where he talks about like pumping up his, his team in that, in that thing, right? Like, you're going to win this thing or whatever, shit like that. That's just kind of cool, right? Actually, that, actually, that stuff's not really helpful. In the, for someone who's successful, that's not really even helpful. It's kind of helpful. It's, it's like inspiring. I, I kind of love it, actually. But success is done like, like for me, how is success done? It's like that fucking, like, an example would be like the gym. It's like that quiet walk to the gym. Like, footsteps, some empty ass gym late at night, like that, you know what I'm saying, right? My, my major success is clearly not the gym. <laughs> but the point is, right, like success in, for me, for like with RSD is like, as I sit there late at night watching my videos of my speaking and seeing where I can work on it over and over and over. Or as I sit there studying other great people and then comparing it with what I'm doing and looking at it over and over and over. Doing 20 minutes of quiet meditation a day over and over and over. Making the choice to eat foods that enhance my brain neurotransmitters. Over and over and over. Choosing to go out and do a boot camp with only three students at a three-on-one student-to-instructor ratio. Over and over and over so that I can develop seminar content and work on my game. The choice to walk down the fucking hill from my house to the club to work on my pickup stuff, which is part of what I teach, therefore I want my product to be good over and over and over. It's very quiet. It's a, it's, a, it's a very quiet process where you're just drawing your state from within yourself, doing these like simple little tasks, but finding love in those simple little tasks. It's not this big rah-rah speech where you do this one thing and something big happens. See, the way that we did RSD, people would always ask me, how are you going to scale RSD? How are you going to make RSD really big? And uh, it's funny because I, I'll, I'll be like, uh, I don't know, I'm working on this uh, DVD. And they're like, yeah, yeah, DVD, cool. 
but how are you going to make it really big? And I'm like, I don't know. I got this new little forum thing I'm working on. It's called RC Nation. I'm going to work on it. They're like, yeah, yeah, but how are you going to make it really big? This is at business conferences. They always want to hear how you're going to scale and shit like that, right? Or, you're, or they're like, what are, you doing? what are you up to? I'm like, well, I'm working on this new free tour video. I'm editing it. They're like, but how are you going to make it really, really big? It's like, you know how? What I do is I focus on maybe one or two or three things at a time, and then I just do it. And then I get that done, and then I do the next thing. And then I get that done, and then I do the next thing. Maybe I'm focused on getting a staff member to train them. Well, I'm training a staff member, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just focus on that thing that I'm doing. Of course, I have an overall vision of strategy. Of course I do, because I'm kind of exaggerating. I, I, see, I see the big picture fucking hardcore. How can you not? But, uh, but nonetheless, I put my focus into that. You want to know another big thing in terms of success? I don't give a fuck about networking. I'm not trying to get put on. I go to a few networking events with people that are just my friends and I kind of go to just have fun. But for the most part, I'm not looking to get put on. Because see, yo, I can go, uh, let's say, like, take for example, you guys know Zappos.com? You guys ever order sh shoes off there? Really cool company, right? So Tony Shea, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name, he's my homeboy. He's on our board of advisors. But that sounds pretty crazy, right? Holy shit, you got Tony on your board of advisors, right? He comes to help us just you know, from time to time because he's friends with Nick. Holy shit, that means automatic success. Tony, holy shit, right? Because Zappos is worth billions of dollars. What's, what, is Tony going to go make a next free tour video for me? T is Tony going to be on the free tour? Like, yo, you click on the video and fucking Tony's up on the free shit? Yo, what's up, it's Tony? Right? It's not, that's not going to happen, right? So, so I'm, not, I'm not worried about, yo, I'm not like, like dude, I've, I've fucking shared a stage with like Bill Clinton or Ted Turner or guys like this. What, and Bill Clinton's a huge inspiration to me in terms of some of the stuff he'd done, right? I read some books about him. But it's, what's Clinton going to do for me? Clinton going to do my shit? Is Clinton going to make my game tight, yo? Clinton's going to help me fucking get my game tight? What's, what's he going to do? Actually, Clinton probably could help me get my game tight. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> right? So, so, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, what's anyone going to do for me, right? So I'm not looking to like, like what's funny is I have very few, uh, I try to keep my social circle small. I actually cut off almost all my social relationships, but I just have a couple friends. And of the friends that I have, they're just people that I enjoy talking to. And the funny thing is people think, oh, you want to have like high status friends and shit? No, I don't care about that. I just like hanging around with funny people. Just people that are funny to hang out, I just joke around. That's literally it. <clears throat> a lot of people would be surprised at my choice of friends. I mostly just hang around with guys that, that, that crack jokes or like to talk about fun stuff. That's really it, because if I'm gonna take time off, I wanna just crack jokes so I can unplug. I'm not trying to have some high status friend that's gonna put me on, I don't care about that. You know, I'm not trying to meet Tony Robbins. Like, have you met Tony, people ask me, like, have you met Tony Robbins yet? What is Tony gonna do? Tony, again, you're gonna click on the fucking free tour and Tony's up on that shit? Tony, yo, it's Tony Shea and Tony Robbins. It's the Tonys, right? Like, like, what's he gonna do? What can he do for me? You can, no one's gonna put you on. You, got, you have to put yourself on. No one's gonna put you on. So you, so you make that choice. You just do your small tasks and you do it. But see, no one wants to hear that. Pete, when, you know what's funny when people go to networking things? They feel like they're getting ahead. You know how I learned this from living in Hollywood? That's how I, came, how I stumbled on this shit. Because in Hollywood, you see these girls that come down, they wanna become actresses. So what do they do? They go out to Hollywood clubs and do a bunch of coke and they think they're networking with people. But all that happens is they get fucked by my interns. <laughs> so, so, uh, 
And because when you go out to some Hollywood club and you're meeting all these like high status people, you think you're like, you're, you feel like you're moving ahead. You're like, my life is moving forward. I hung out with this person. I did, I snorted coke off the dick of Jerry Brockheimer and shit like that. Dude, you can snort all the coke off the dick of Jerry Brockheimer you want. It's not gonna make you the next Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts didn't fucking snort coke off Jerry Brockheimer's dick. Does this make sense? <laughs> right? Like, like, so the way that, you know, the way you become a great actress is by fucking studying the grades, going to acting class, going to auditions, that kind of stuff. That, not, by, not by fucking partying. So I realized that young, because I moved to Hollywood young, I see how people like ruin their lives by thinking that other people are gonna put them on and shit. Oh, it's all about connections, all about connections. Yo, if you're fucking, if you got your shit tight and you, and you have a good work ethic and you, then you strategically meet, meet the right people at certain times, then you'll get put on. But you have to do it in the right way. Okay. This is what's amazing too about the age of the internet is you really don't need people to put you on because back in the day, networks were controlled by NBC, CBS, ABC, then eventually Fox. But you don't, but you know, so, so like the, the ability to reach people is controlled. We have the internet now, web 2.0, right? It's funny because like, you know, like we have like fucking different DVD products and people are like, yo, are you pissed that like people can BitTorrent your DVD products? Who are BitTorrent my DVD products? Come on, tell me. That's it? You fucking liars. Okay, so right? But I, I don't give a fuck because the same technology that allows people to steal our DVDs is the technology that allows us basically to have our own TV station. So we don't have to rely, I don't need to go on fucking NBC and put up with some dickhead that's gonna be like, but is this manipulation of women, blah, 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 blah. Right, or some stupid shit. I don't have to put up with that shit if I don't want to. If I want to, I can. Because I can make my own shit. I, can, I, have, I have control, right? Internet's amazing for that. Internet's provide a new level of self-control for anything that you wanna do. But people don't even think of that. That's a fucking blessing right there. A lot of great fucking inspired people are gonna be able to come up through the internet. It's amazing, you know? But anyway, yeah, so the big thing I learned is that success is about just quiet, little actions. Getting rid of anything that's unnecessary. In my email or on my text message, I, I get offers that most people would fucking kill for. Like maybe not kill for, but you know what I mean, right? They'd be really psyched about. Do you wanna go do this? Do you wanna go do that? Tons of stuff, tons of great offers. You wanna know what I do? I don't even respond. I don't even say no thank you. I don't even respond. Because at the end of the day, it's a distraction. That shit is gonna distract you from those little things that move you forward. There's only so much the human mind can focus on. We're really pretty dumb little creatures. At our best, we're pretty amazing, but we're really pretty dumb little creatures. There's too much going on. Got people watching TV, looking at Facebook, all this different shit, there's too much going on. Just focus on one small thing at a time. Keep a small group of friends. You're, you're good, you know what I'm saying? You're good, just keep it practical. Keep everything really practical, like little small things, and you can move forward. It's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, you got a, a lot of success is just learning to decline shit. It's learning just to like not even, not even like take shit because you'll get distracted. Say that you, say you're gonna take, get this awesome opportunity and it like blows you up, but in reality, that's gonna distract you because all the attention you're getting from it is this huge distraction. You're like, oh, look at me, I'm the shit, right? It's like the shit, the shit just fucking distract you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta stay like fucking humble with it. You gotta realize that talent is overrated and there's so many talented people out there. You think you're talented? Fuck you. <laughs> think you're talented? Suck a dick. Go, suck, get, go get a talent to suck some dicks. Like you have, no ta you have no talent. Talent doesn't mean shit. You could have talent, you could not have talent. It doesn't matter. It's the execution. Maybe you should figure out what your, what your most natural talents are and cultivate those gifts. I mean, that's you know, going with nature, right? That's going with what God wants. But the point is, is that you have, to, you have to basically be an executor. And then from there, you're gonna be successful. That is what's gonna make you successful is those things. Not some fucking talent, not getting put on, not meeting this or that, but those little execution. People don't wanna hear it. 
people do not want to hear that shit. They want to find the fucking little lever to make all, to cause a chain reaction of events to happen, of this and that and blow up. But the way that I did it was like this. This was my philosophy. So if you guys see me do big things when I'm older, you could see this was the philosophy that I used. It was a philosophy that was based on an internal locus of control, a philosophy of personal responsibility. you know, and going to whatever, you know, changing the, my brain around and mind-fucking myself in whatever way I had to, to find that discipline to just go about shit every day. That's how I did it.